0: Welcome to the UDU Hum podcast, a place to provide you with direction, motivation, and to be your very own cheerleader. This podcast is sponsored by my goddamn self. So if you like home scents and affordable fragrances without compromising on quality, then head to Spend a Bliss on Facebook or Instagram. But for now, let the podcast begin. Welcome to the UDU HUM podcast. I am back for episode 10. I can't believe I've got a podcast with 10 episodes. It's just unreal. Um, I'm really excited to have you here with me and I just wanted to say you know special shout out to all those people who've shared it with their friends their family that have liked it that reviewed it I really really appreciate it as I've said to you previously the more you review and you rate it the more it comes up on people's podcasting platforms as a podcast they might like and what that's doing everyone that is getting to people that might need it okay so the more we share it the more we like it the more we do what we got to do the more it gets to people that might need some motivation and direction in their life around their mental health and wellbeing. So thanks for sticking with me and as I said thanks for sharing. So as it's episode 10 it kind of had to be a little bit special didn't it really and I was pondering on what one to do and what topic and I actually felt really reflective about my own journey and you know how I've got to where I am today and I actually thought a really useful topic would be what depression has taught me because I haven't always been like this, I haven't always been this confident, I haven't always been this um, able to articulate myself, I've not always been this positive, you know, and I think it's been a long journey in my life, you know, I'm in my 30s now and, you know, I do feel more confident, I do feel that I want to take risks and chances um, that I perhaps wouldn't have done years and years ago, you know I went for somebody from, I went from somebody who was quite loud, quite confident, loved meeting new people to someone who would shake going into a room who was very withdrawn who'd preferred just to be in her room um, who would go to parties and have to come home within an hour because she was too nervous, and it just kind of escalated from there really and the reason I want to talk about this topic is depression actually taught me a lot and if I had spoke to someone about my depression years ago, I would never, ever talk about it in a favourable light. You know, it was something that was absolutely destroying me. You know, absolutely destroying me. I called it a monster. You know, it was an absolute monster within my head that I couldn't shake. But yet, I'm really glad that I had that experience because it gave me that level of empathy for working with people in mental health. And I guess it gave me um, a better understanding about myself as well and my triggers and, you know the good, the bad. So I wanted to share this with you as well. And I wanted to share what I've learned along the way. And I will kind of bring in my own situation. So before we get going, and I kind of share what it has taught me, I'll give you a bit of an insight into where it all began. Um, so I was diagnosed with depression when I was around 16. Um, I would say that I'd actually developed it a lot younger um but it was kind of really in the full force like shall we say um by around 16 17 yeah 16 or 17 um i think you know looking back i was a young girl who had to be perfect you know i didn't like myself i had really low self esteem i'd been bullied for years over my skin um you know didn't always have amazing relationships or friendships um and then obviously my my nan died who was someone that was very very close to me she was like my second mum and I think that was the trigger of everything really you know the person that you just think is so um I guess heroic and someone that you is so stable in your life to be taken away from you kind of rocked the boat for me a bit And then looking back from there, um, there was a decline in my own mental health and dealing with grief. And I didn't really know how to deal with grief. You know, I never had that before. Um, My nan did die when I was around 14. And I think from there, I was just trying to act like everything was okay. But I didn't feel okay. I didn't feel okay for years. And I just um, sat with them feelings for a long time. So, what I'm going to share with you today is what I did learn from it. And and number one, I think the main thing that I learned from my depression in particular was how fragile the mind can be. You know, I was someone, as I said, that was quite confident, um, you know, uh, very sociable. And, and it just felt that, that completely stripped me in many, many ways. Um, I was also very paranoid, you know, I remember in the worst of it, I'd be walking down the street, thinking that people were going to kill me, thinking that and sometimes hoping, unfortunately, that someone would have a knife and they'd kill me and they'd end it all. Um, I'd have suicidal thoughts constantly, um, which is a real struggle. And and for anyone that's experiencing that right now, I can understand and I can really resonate of how tough that experience is. And what you've got to remember is that these are thoughts, they're intense, but you don't need to act on them. Okay, this is the time for a distraction for you. And in the worst of it, as I said, you know, the paranoia and uh, thinking that people were trying to hurt me or, you know, my mind was very warped and it, it was it was it was very it's very difficult to explain. But, you know, even if somebody died around me, somehow I would think that was my fault you know, that I had that power. It was because I wasn't grateful for life and I wasn't um, jumping for joy that I made that happen. Someone was punishing me. Okay. We all know that doesn't make sense. We all know I haven't got control of the situation. But for some reason, I identified that other people's pain was my fault. Okay. Which as you can imagine, is a huge burden, isn't it? A huge burden to take on a young person's shoulders. Um, I remember one point, I remember me and my mum was in Morrison's, okay, and bearing in mind, probably like 16, 17 here, here, I'm very capable, quite independent, I go out with my friends, things like that, okay, you know, I am able to get the bus on my own, stuff like that, when my mum was trying to go to a different aisle, um, I remember saying to her, mum, where are you going, and she was like, Laura, I'm just going to to the aisle, no, 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 no. stay with me, stay with me, I didn't want my mum to leave me, OK, and you might be thinking that right now and thinking, oh, did she think that someone was going to hurt her? Actually, the reverse. I thought I was going to hurt someone else. So it got to the point in my depression that I was so angry. I was raging constantly. I, I felt like I was going to explode. Anger is so destructive. And I felt like I needed my mum there because I needed her to ensure that I was not a risk to anyone else. OK. And even looking back and thinking about that, and I can still feel the anger now when I think back to it and how destructive it was. But um, it, it's like I'm a completely different person, completely different person. And it's very hard to go back to that, that place and think how my thought processes were matching up so it really did highlight to me how fragile the mind is and you know obviously now I don't think people are going to hurt me I'm not paranoid I'm not thinking everyone's talking about me I'm not thinking people are plotting to kill me and I guess what I should thank for that is therapy you know and they didn't make they didn't wave a magic wand all they did is let me talk they let me talk they challenged my thoughts um, and I worked through it okay but if I didn't have therapy I, I do wonder where it would have led to because actually I wasn't in the same mind anymore to make decisions or to challenge my thoughts it kind of felt beyond that for me so it's it's a really kind of cathartic process this to talk back and think about it and you know I have since having depression looked back at my diaries and you know, I was just a really sad girl, really sad and very angry and just hopeless, I never saw things would get better, I thought I'd always be this way and I saw no way out, I saw no way out and here I am, you know, and you know, if anyone's listening to this and they feel like that, you will have your euphoric moment as well, it's gonna take time but in time you will feel this way. So your mind can be fragile if you don't tend to it. That's what I definitely think. You know, for a long, long time, I was slipping, I was dipping in mood and I was just doing everything possible to try and stay afloat, you know, doing things I shouldn't do, trying to keep myself sane. But in the end, it was all coming toppling down. Number two, what else did I learn? Happiness can take time. You know, in my diaries, I look back and I'm I'm saying, why can't I be happy? Why can't I just be happy like everyone else? Do you think everyone has this ultimate happiness? Or do you think we go through stages in our emotions? You know, sometimes we're low, then we're angry, then we're happy, then we're tired. We go through it, okay? And this ultimate happiness that we're always striving for might not always exist. It might be that you're striving for relief. It might be you're going to strive for some self-worth. It might be you strive for less anxiety. But maybe it isn't this kind of One dimensional happiness that we're all striving for, because actually that can take time. And you might find that you'll feel happy one minute and then sad the next. And then all of a sudden you're going, Am I back to where I was? Okay. So happiness can take time for you, but it is possible. It is definitely a journey, not a destination. And It's a really interesting one to talk about because people often say to me, I get it all of the time, Laura, you're so positive, you're so positive all the time, I don't know how you do this, Um, and it's a funny one really because... I do actually have quite a negative mindset in a way, you know, deep down, there is a really negative part of me. And I have to work my absolute ass off. So that doesn't one control me and that doesn't consume me. You know, so I read books, I listen to podcasts, I write things down, I do whatever I need to do to tend to my mind. So I don't slip back into them same habits that then lead to me feeling unwell. You know, I'm very aware of uh, my mindset. And, if I don't do personal development, I actually notice quite quickly within a few days I'm starting to dip. I honestly notice it within a few days. So for me, personal development is very, very vital for me. And it's something that I will will have to and will continue to do forever because I need it, you know. Just like um, you know, we need to exercise. I really do need to get back back on this. Um, we need to exercise, but we also need to attend to our mind, okay? Number three, you know, I've obviously explained this to you um, a little bit earlier, but anger is so destructive. I was so angry at everything. I was angry at the way I felt. I was angry at my past. I was angry that my nan died. I was just angry about everyone. I was angry if people were doing well, if they wasn't doing well. I was just angry. I was a really angry person, you know. And I guess in a way, looking back, a little bit of that made me feel powerful, okay, because when you are angry, you feel untouchable, okay, and I guess with sadness and feeling low, you don't really feel like that, but the problem is with this anger and feeling untouchable, it it definitely does touch something, it hurts you time and time again, it's like saying about, um, there's a saying isn't there about poison, you know, is it anger is holding on to I don't know, you're saying you're going to be like screaming at me right now when you're hearing it, but it's something like holding on to anger is like having poison and expecting someone else to drink it or something like that. You'll have to all correct me. Um, But basically, holding on to anger is a tough one, and it is one that does really strip you of your... I guess sanity really, and your ability to enjoy a a positive and healthy life. So if you are feeling angry right now, what can you do to solve it? You know, is there like anything you can do to diminish it? Do you need to write a diary? Do you need to punch a pillow? Do you need to squeeze a stress ball? Whatever it is, do something because anger is horrendous. Number four, now this is a major, major one that I've learned. And I'm really, really glad that I have learned this and I have continued to make sure that I don't do this because if I did I knew I would slip back again so number four for me is the fact that bottling up doesn't help okay so I was someone that people would always come to always ask advice for um, and to everyone else I'd always say yep I'm fine I'm okay even when I didn't feel it I'd just be like yeah I'm fine I'm all good you know I put on that mask and you know have it all together it felt easier to do that it felt easier just to go yeah yeah I'm all good I'm all good and just try and hide away than than really owning up to what was going on and how I was th- feeling and how I was thinking okay because you can imagine I'm a young girl don't know too much about mental health I'm having thoughts that like people are trying to kill me I want to die all of these things you know and I thought I'm mad I'm this I'm that you know and and you know you know obviously Stigmatized in here, but you you do you think all these things when you don't have any education around mental health, you do think these things. You think you're going to be locked away, whatever it is. You know we all know now we're all educated. We all know that that's not the case. um But when you don't have experience of it, it can feel like a very very lonely experience. Okay, but bottling up doesn't help. It just adds that pressure cooker. It's just that pressure cooker continuously within you. But what I found. When I did start to talk to people, when I did open up to therapy, that stress, that all that pressure, very, very slowly started to go down. And that's what we all need. A lot of the time we think talking is not going to help. How wrong was I? I remember going into a therapy session. I was fuming. I was absolutely raging. I walked in there and I was like, this ain't going to help. I was like, "Talking's not going to help. I don't even know why I'm here. And um, I remember the psychologist was like, okay, no, that's not a problem at all. You know, she's very, very, very good with me. But for a lot of sessions, I just kept saying, I just want tablets. Can you just give me tablets? Because I don't understand what talking's going to do. And them nine months of therapy changed my whole life. Changed my whole life. The way I felt about myself, the direction, my motivation, um, everything. It changed everything, you know. This girl... Was stripped. She was broken. She was on the floor. There was nothing that she didn't do to herself. There was nothing that, you know, she felt where she could be any lower. And yet when you have a breakdown, guess what? You have a breakthrough. And before you know it, piece by piece, I started to put myself back together. Okay. I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not, but I'm saying it's worth it. Nothing is worth this. Your pain that you're feeling at the moment you do not need to stay there, okay? And the answer isn't what your head's saying to you. The answer is the good stuff. The answer is talking to people around you. The answer is doing something for your mental health because that is where growth happens, okay? And another thing that I really quickly realized when I was going through therapy, like eventually, it took me a long time a lot of your thoughts are bullshit, okay, a lot of your thoughts are not true, a lot of them just don't make sense and are just nasty and if you're not feeling great about yourself, they're just really, really cruel, okay, and a lot of them have no assumptions, um, and no assumptions, there's no facts to it, you know. Like I told you, I was incredibly paranoid. You know, if someone was whispering, um, or maybe I, I waved to someone and they didn't, I, I assumed that they didn't wave correctly or give me the proper acknowledgement, I'd think straight away, There's something wrong, I've done something wrong, I've upset them, um, you know, they don't like me, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But actually, what's the other reasons that that, that might have been? So if someone maybe ignored me after I said hello to them, they might not have heard me, Um, they might have had too much in their mind, they might have been just like staring into space and looking through me so they actually didn't see my greeting, you know, there's loads of reasons why that might have been but automatically because of how I felt about myself, I went back to the bad stuff, I went back to the this is a me problem, not an outside problem, when actually there's a lot of things going on that are out of your control. People dying, okay, that's out of my control. Unless I actually do kill someone, that's very much in my control. I'm not going to do that, everyone. This isn't a confession. Um, But what I'm trying to say to you is your thoughts aren't always true. And once I recognised that, that was a little bit of a breakthrough because I was listening so much to all this negativity and all I can describe it is, is a bully inside your head going over and over telling you you're not good enough, you shouldn't be here, no one deserves you, be better off if you're dead, you know, all of them things. And actually, that wasn't true. People did care about me, People did want me to be here. You know, I, I am valuable to this world. There's loads of reasons. But when you're in that mindset, your brain tells you differently, okay? I can describe your brain as a magnet, okay? Think of a magnet. Soon as it's negative... It's going to suck up all of that negativity. So the more negative you are, the more negativity it gives you. Okay. have you ever found that? You know, if you're feeling negative, you then start thinking, oh, and the husband's annoying me and this is happening and the kids don't appreciate me. And before you know it, you're in a foul mood. You're in an absolute foul mood. Okay. and same as positivity. When you're feeling quite positive, you're quite joyful, good things keep happening and you feel good. It's just the way the brain works. As I said to you, it's there to keep you safe, not happy. And the last thing that it taught me, you know, it's taught me quite a lot, depression, actually, thinking about it. um, It's taught me to be grateful for the good times because there's been a lot of bad experiences. There's a lot of bad stories. And when I think back, a lot of hurt and destruction. But actually having them bad times, having them breakdowns has made me realise how grateful I am to appreciate the good. You know, I'm so lucky. I've got a lovely family. I've got fantastic friends. I've got an amazing husband. You know, I've got a lot in my life. And equally, so do you. So do you. It might just be hard to kind of piece that together you know when you are feeling depressed or when you are low in mood your brain is very good at telling you differently and telling you otherwise but it's not true okay there is good around you there are things you can be grateful for you know it might be really small things like you know um you've got a good sleep or you know, it can be something really simple, you had a nice breakfast, or you got your nails done, or um, I don't know, you're wearing a nice sweater you like, it could be absolutely anything, but it's picking up the small, okay, and I'll tell you a little story, as I was going through therapy, obviously, as you can imagine, it was hell, I hated every single session, if I'm honest, I'm not going to say that I loved it, I didn't, but as I was coming out of therapy, and my mindset was changing and now I'm very able to filter through my thoughts and back back the negatives um my brain was turning into a disney film i remember um so i'll give an example Years ago with depression, if I dropped anything in a, pub, a puddle, that would have ruined my whole day. My absolute whole day. I'd be fuming. I'd be swearing. I'd be saying, fuck's sake, why can't I do anything right? Blah, 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 blah. Okay? And it would have ruined my day. I would have been like, that's it. I want to go home. Blah, 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 Okay? Whereas now, I'll tell you, I remember this story recently. I dropped my whole bag in a puddle. This was years ago, actually. Um, I was working... Um, in a mental health team, and I dropped my whole bag and I dropped my whole bag in the puddle. So, like, a few things got wet. It literally like turned over, so I had to pick it up and then it fell out, you know. So, most of the stuff got wet. But in that moment of the bag and everything was, you know, drenched, and I looked at it and I was like, well, oh, look, I couldn't control that. There's no point getting upset about it. But in that moment, I saw a bird, and in the bird, because it was a quite big puddle, I was at the like edge of it there was a bird like washing itself. And it was like, and it just felt like a Disney movie. You know, when like, you like, you see like, I don't know, like animals like playing in the background. And then I just felt like going, ah ah." literally, I just stopped and thought, wow, (laughs) like my life has changed. But nothing's changed. All that changed was my mindset. I chose in that moment how to react. And it's funny, because years ago, I went, I'm not choosing anything. This is happening to me. My brain is telling me to do this. My brain can't do what I want it to do, okay? All that your brain needs is more training, okay? These small steps, okay? You can, you will, and you must, you know, for you, for your sanity, for your life, you know? And I just, yeah, I just wanted to kind of share what that's taught me and I hope that's given a bit of hope to people because um yeah i mean i would have liked to hear that when i was i had depression and i really did feel there was no way out and there was no one to talk to about it who understood it or um you know it was my similar age and had similar experiences so you know if this can help anyone then i guess job well done hey um so that's from me so yeah i just wanted to say that you know your time will come And the way you're feeling now doesn't mean you're going to feel this way forever. And no matter how intense your thoughts are, at one point, your your thoughts are going to diminish slightly and it's not going to feel as intense. So that's what you've got to stick with. Use distractions. Go and speak to people. Don't sit in the same place. Don't be alone if you feel you can't be alone. And do whatever you need to do to fight through this, because trust me, you will and you are going to break through. And on the other side of that, you're going to find so much more about yourself and you're going to start to enjoy different aspects. And that's what I want for you. That's what I hope for every single one of you. So thank you for listening. Um, If this episode has sparked something within you and you do want to talk to someone, you can call Samaritans on 116123. They're a 24 hour line um, in the UK. Um, obviously if you're not listening from the UK because I know I've actually got some listeners from different countries you know please reach out to your local mental health services or a helpline closest to you and do speak to someone you know we all deserve that at some point you know I, I remember thinking talk is not going to help me it helps massively you will never realize until you're doing it and I when I talk to people now and I see their faces and their faces change their body language change changes because they're starting to release stress and they're starting to feel relieved. So you've got this guys, you've absolutely got this, go out there, do you, look after you and just know that you're fucking amazing and you can get through anything and you'll get there. And no matter how life is, it's a hurdle in your life. You know, we're going to go up, we're going to go down. This is going to be a chapter. This isn't your whole story. Okay. Um, So thank you very much for listening and I will be back next week. Bye.